Welcome to Wizard you Team. You gotta get your typing fast. Oh, I know. It's it's rough. Sorry. It's rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're just so long. Anyway, um, welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Connie, stepping in for Robin today. Uh, we're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the Hogwarts High Inquisitor. Uh, Robin is currently looking for her port key to take her home. Uh, I think she's found it and is en route, but with her it is impossible to tell. Yep. <laughs> but she will be back next week. Um, we do know that, that <laughs> she'll be back next week. We don't know where she is. It was Cousin Shade, yeah, it's fine. but she'll, she'll get there. <laughs> um, first, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive. I want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Love how we flew extra galleons lying around. Uh, donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus and send our pals a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Boom. Um, we also have Wizard Team merch, so you can head over to our website and step up your nerd and stationary game. Um, you know, we got some new stuff on there, so you might want to check that out if you were just waiting for, like, the generic Black Girls Create t-shirt that's on there. I don't know why it wasn't on there before, but it's on there now. Um, <laughs> so I think we got really excited about all the other stuff we wanted and we forgot the, like, basic one. <laughs> but it's cool. It's there now, so you should get it if you want it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support but don't have the funds to do so, you should rate and review on iTunes, guys. Like, the higher they are, the more ratings they have, the higher they can get on the algorithms and things. So then more people can find the podcast and listen listen to the podcast and then join the, like, team and be on the family. And, like, everybody can just talk about Harry Potter all the time. Like, don't you want that? If so, you should review. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends to review. Also subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. Um, if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. Um, it'll also give you ar- like the archive <laughs> of like past ones as well. So um, you know if you missed the Black Panther edition, um, you know subscribe now and then <laughs> you'll get access to it because it was pretty lit. You should you should read the Black Panther edition obviously and now for wizard team news we don't um, have any as far as i it looks like there's no yeah, news as far as i know jk rowling um, went to see cursed child for like the 12th time that, that was a thing she uh, still endorses reading it. The books and like tweeted at her Ugh, unfortunately <laughs> uh someone tweeted at her like oh their kid is starting harry potter and she's like don't get attached to you know what never mind they have a few books left <laughs> so she's just trolling people on twitter at this point she's like she was just like don't get attached to dot 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 and then said well never mind she has a few books before she has to worry wow. about that and you know just trolling wow it's fine as she does, this whole book is a troll. That's like, true. It's all true. of the feelings. And I can't thoughts. wait. To, like, it's not just me, Robin. It's not just me. It's true. I got it from her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still counting down the days until I until Ami's uh, birthday. I'm gonna start. Maybe uh, I'm gonna add a. I'm gonna add a, a countdown on in the in it's the news Misa's. section, and I'm gonna be like, 
<laughs> such and such however many days until I mean not to get Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone that's gonna be my it is Misa's 11th birthday coming up Ooh. and despite her reading the first one but mostly because I told her to like she didn't really she wasn't really into it and she's lucky that I love her lots but <laughs> even though she wasn't that into it I think for her 11th birthday she's definitely getting Chamber of Secrets and a Hogwarts letter and she's gonna yeah. love it because I gave it yep. to her that's all I gotta yep. say sounds about right <laughs> I mean you can't turn 11 and not get a Hogwarts letter like I mean, I'm just, I'm doing it for when I didn't get one, and she's just going to have to accept that I'm trying to live vicariously oh, through is... her. She's going to look at it like, what, what is this? I mean, like, just accept that you are magical now. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally vicarious, so. but that's fine. I'm more excited about it than she Speaking is. Speaking of fine. birthdays, though. I'm okay with that. I'm willing to live with that. Speaking of birthdays, though, it's almost Molly Weasley's birthday. Yeah. Which is fun because she's um, the same sign as my cousin, whose birthday is also coming up. <laughs> are we? This is where I start getting fuzzy. Are we moving into? Is it still Libras or are we moving into Scorpios? Scorpio. Scorpio. That makes sense that Molly's mm-hmm. a Scorpio. Sirius is a Scorpio she's too, extra. actually. <laughs> um, which just is, mad extra. My cousin's wife is a Scorpio. It's just like, why are you so extra? <laughs> yeah, I love her. Though. Yeah, yeah. My grandmother's a Scorpio, but, well, I guess I didn't know her when, like, I'm like, she's pretty chill, but she's also, like, a grandmother at this point, so maybe she just, you know, <laughs> that it doesn't really Molly's, mean anything, you know, but, like, she was, she was a mama and she was still extra. Maybe she's just, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she is the Molly Weasley of our family, if clear. there was one. Like, uh, all the good things about Molly. Yeah. I skipped over a section because there was a clear transition, so you can feel free to go Oh, back. no, it's fine. There's there's nothing there. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just a placeholder. Great. Yep. Let's get into this chapter. That was quick. Previously on Wizard Team, what happened? What are things that happened? So, so many things happened. Um... Let me actually open the thing because sometimes just looking at the words, even if I'm not reading them, helps you remember what happened. <laughs> okay. Right. So, um, oh, so oh, Harry wrote to That's yeah. What Harry wrote to Snuffles, aka Sirius, um, who is an actual human, um, and for some reason Filch thinks that Harry was ordering dung bombs and tried to take his letter but Harry had already um sent it Cho stood up for Harry and now he's like super happy about that because you know maybe she's he's yeah, sprung. basically dog she got him um and what else Oh, there was a trespass at the Percy ministry. Email. There was a trespass at the ministry. Email. So Sturgis email. <laughs> so Sturgis Podmore is in Azkaban for six months for trying to get through a door, which was most likely through the Department of Mysteries. Um, Pansy Parkinson is a raging racist, um, and the first Gryffindor yep. Quidditch lesson or Quidditch practice did not go very well. So, yeah, I mean that's unfortunate, but they'll get better eventually. Um, and Percy wrote this really long letter about ambition and towing the line and following the rules and being loyal to the ministry and how Dolores Umbridge is a delightful woman. 
Um, and to like, you know, try to sever your <laughs> well, ties with find Harry out Potter how delightful now. She is. I mean, hopefully it'll be okay and you won't get hurt. But it's probably now's the time to uh, to like, you know, sever ties. That was that was what he used. That was what he said. Sever ties. That was the term. That was, that the, term. was the term. That was the language that he used. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So those are those are things that are happening. Also. He said to keep an eye out for um, the Daily Prophet because um, there was going to be stuff on it. That was all he said. He just said, keep an eye out for yours truly. Um, Which (laughs) He's like, you might see somebody's name. And I was like, why are you being so... You really could just be like, I'm going to be in the paper. It's cool, whatever, no big deal. But he was like... I'm about to be in the paper. It's such a big deal. But you literally work at the Ministry of Magic. But then he's barely, he's barely in he's it. He's barely so. in it. Okay. He'll have to, he'll have to figure his life out. <laughs> um, okay. So let us, let us do this. Um, chapter, fi- chapter 15, the Hogwarts High Inquisitor. So they think after reading uh, Percy's letter that they're going to have to like really search for this article because of the way he's like, make sure to keep an eye out. Can't really say much about it now, but like, why not? It's, whatever um so but instead it's like on the front page um there's a large photograph of Dolores Umbridge smiling widely and blinking slowly at them from beneath the headline that reads ministry seeks educational like I can picture like long eyelashes in this photo right right um and the, yeah, so the headline reads, Ministry Seeks Educational Reform, Dolores Umbridge opponent, Appointed First Ever High Inquisitor. Um, I do want to point out that this is only after a week of being at Hogwarts. <laughs> like, yeah, just just one time. Mm-hmm. Just one week. She, she didn't even try to pretend. She's like, I've got all the information I need. Mm-hmm. And let's do this. Mm-hmm. Like they were playing like this was planned like weeks ago. Like, this is the front page story that they planned. They called up Rita Skeeter. Oh, wait, she can't write nothing, right? No, yeah, it's not Rita. She can't write nothing or she can't write... She, she can't, can't write, write nothing or she can't write... Uh-huh. I was like, or she can't write nothing about Harry. Um, <laughs> but they called up the Daily Prophet and was just like, have we got a front page scoop for you? And the Daily Prophet was like, bet. That's mm-hmm. clicks. I mean, that or Umbridge walked in and was like, wow, I don't have as much power as I thought I'd have let's let's add some more to that right it was like one or the other mm-hmm. but yeah. still because Dumbledore like, checked her like three times right I just want to know I want to know what those conversations were like where she tried to get into Dumbledore's office and is staring at this gargoyle like well just let me in I'm Dolores Umbridge and the gargoyle's like but you don't have the password fam. though like what's the password and she's like cockroach cluster and he's like he don't like those no more. <laughs> Clearly, you ain't in. <laughs> That's so one year ago, or probably like eight months ago. <laughs> that is so last year. <laughs> what is wrong with you, lady? Um. Okay. So Hermione but, reads out I mean, loud. Um. Do you? Yeah, I was gonna say. I... <laughs> we have Connie on here, sweet <laughs> British accent. And it's a. <laughs> Sorry, if you. If you're either just tuning in or it's been a while, I attempt a British accent and it's just for funsies. So uh, don't be <laughs> mad. Anyway, 
In a surprise move last night, the Ministry of Magic passed new legislation giving itself an unprecedented level of control at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The minister has been growing uneasy about goings-on at Hogwarts for some time, said junior assistant to the minister, Percy Weather- mm, Weather- Weasley. Mm. <coughs> 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 you all right? Yeah? We're good? Willoughby. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He is now responding to concerns voiced by anxious parents who feel the school may be moving in a direction they do not approve. This is not the first time in recent weeks Fudge has used new laws to affect improvements at the Wizarding School. As recently as August 30th, Educational Decree 22 was passed to ensure that in the event of the current headmaster being unable to provide a candidate for a teaching post, the ministry should select an appropriate person. That last sentence was like Irish. That's how Dolores Umbridge came to be appointed to the teaching staff at Hogwarts, Weasley said last night. Dumbledore couldn't find anyone, so the ministry minister put in Umbridge, and of course she's been an immediate success. She's been a okay. what? Percy, Harry Percy said loudly. these words, like he doesn't know, I don't think these words mean what he thinks they mean, because he a definitely, delight they definitely know. He's using an immediate dictionary. success, like I just, I'm confused. But like... She hasn't done all the things we know she's about to do yet, but immediate It's success? been a week. Like, Come you on, haven't fam. really done anything. You've she hasn't done anything. Like, that, exactly. Like, she hasn't been awful, but she hasn't done anything. She's been just stood there and stared at them and yelled at them and carved scars into Harry's hand. Like, she hasn't actually done anything. So, like, how are you going to be saying she's an immediate success? It's not like she's, like, improved grades or... I don't know, like, she but, yeah, hasn't like, what is their barometer? Anything. Like, what is their, like, I don't know. It, they have none. It's very low. I mean, but also, the bars, the standards so at Hogwarts, the standards at in the wizarding world, <laughs> in at general, this point, it's, in like, <laughs> very are, clearly are not just Hogwarts' yeah. fault. Like, there's some other stuff yeah. going on here. It's just institutional. <laughs> it's just institutional. So Hermione's like, hold up. There's more. <clears throat> An immediate success, totally revolutionizing the teaching... Oh, Lord. <laughs> revolutionizing the teaching of the Defense Against the Dark Arts and providing the minister with on-the-ground feedback about what's really happening at Hogwarts. It is, la- it is this last function that the ministry has now formalized with the passing of Educational Decree Number 23, which creates the new position of Hogwarts High Inquisitor. This is ex- an exciting new phase in the minister's plan to get to grips with what some are calling the failing standards at Hogwarts, said Weasley. Oh, he really is in this whole article. It's Look at all him. him. On the glow up. <laughs> it's just it's just him <laughs> talking to the reporter. It's like, I don't know. An a inside story source said. Um, right. I'd like, did he write this? <laughs> On my own mm-hmm. source. Um, the Inquisitor will have powers to investigate her fellow educators and make sure that they are coming up to scratch. Professor Umbridge has been offered this position in addition to her own teaching post. And we are delighted to say that she is accepted. So, how are you going to have somebody on equal staff? Like, how are you going to have a peer be in charge? Like, this is the prefect problem. Where it's like, you should not have students in charge of other students. Like, you should not have a teacher who just got there be in charge of educational standards at a school she has not been to in 50 it's, years. It's like, there are just so many things, right? Because parts of the, parts of this... <sighs> Um, it's the same thing that we talked about in the parting of the ways where it's like, yeah, Fudge is, is right that Hogwarts is kind of 
not great, but not for the reasons that he thinks, right? So, like, <laughs> following standards at Hogwarts, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, there are some teachers there who should not be there. They don't know what they're doing. Sure, somebody should be a high inquisitor, probably, right? You probably do need to inspect your teachers from time to time <laughs> and, like, give feedback and Remus have some kind of a report. Something. Sure. But, like, not Umbridge ever in any world, in any universe, ever at all. No period and like not someone who's also teaching and who clearly like i mean i don't know you can't i'm I'm against the idea that like people can be unbiased but someone who's like Mm -hmm. kind of well versed in like what the actual school standards should be and like actual education educational standards like ones that aren't political and like one that's not like in the, like there every day you know what I mean like has a day to day like relationship working right. relationship because like, like you said they're peers exactly you need someone who knows and you need someone who knows like what the teachers actually need like she's been only in the teacher's staff room for a week so she doesn't know what Flitwick and McGonagall are complaining about from day to day week to week like she just got there and they just started their school year so everything's kind of gravy right now like they have no like their whatever their complaints are about like well ben's took over my classroom because he's a ghost that thinks he can do whatever he wants um which i would not be surprised if that happened where ben's is just like this is my new classroom now i'm just gonna teach here and then he's a ghost and you can't exactly kick him out so like you need somebody who's experienced and like actually knows what the complaints and concerns are from the other teachers and obviously umbridge does not have any Mm-mm. of that nope Rebecca says to bring in Professor Grubbly Plank for High Inquisitor, which is actually Ooh. like kind of like That's I, I mean balance. I want to get to that when we get to like the part when she's in this chapter because she's really good at like minding her own business and I really appreciate that so very much. <laughs> That's how we know she's a black yeah. woman. The ministries, the ministries' new moves have received enthusiastic support from parents of. St- I can't even get the sentence out. <laughs> These are such lies. Uh, students at Hogwarts. I feel much easier in my mind knowing that Dumbledore is being subjected to fair and objective evaluation, said Mr. M- Lucius Malfoy, 41, speaking from his Wiltshire mansion last night. Many of us with our children's best interests at heart have been concerned about some of Dumbledore's eccentric decisions in the last few years and will be glad to know that the ministry is keeping an eye on the situation. Among these eccentric decisions are undoubtedly the controversial staff appointments previously described in this newspaper, which have included the hiring of werewolf Remus Lupin, half-giant Rubius Hagrid, and delusional ex-aura Mad-Eye Moody. Notice that there is no reference... Notice that there is no reference to lying scumbag <laughs> Professor Lockhart, Lockhart and no reference to died on the job and had D- Voldemort popping out of his head. What a whatever his first name was. It was like Quirinius or something something weird that we didn't find out until after the book was over. But like I know and I know that part of the problem like you know what I mean? Right. They could... Right, who's, like, a person and not, like, put on by her species right. or her uh, mental health problems. Exactly, and that's the thing, like... Even though they would, they would obviously spin hers that way, and that's too. that's how you can... They would spin hers that way, too. They'd be like, she's crazy and, like, always is telling lies or uh, sees visions and, like, has fits and stuff. Like, I'm sure that they would be able to spin it, but it's just interesting that, like, 
Lockhart is not included even though like I think most people don't know what happened like you guys were talking about a couple episodes ago but he is like in a mental institute like he is in St. Mungo's and people know that I think people know that he's there they just don't know why Mm -hmm. he's there yeah and I mean like I also think that again like you can tell based on who they chose as examples like what the actual I don't know. Agenda just like, is? yeah, thank you. I like lost the word. What the actual agenda is. Um, <laughs> because like this, first of all, like Remus Lupin was a fucking phenomenal teacher. So like, I don't, how could that be a problem? Right. And, but it's saying the hiring of werewolf Remus Lupin, right? Like they're very clearly denoting like the identity, the part of the, of his identity as, a, as well as Hagrid's um, that makes it a problem mm-hmm. as opposed to like Hagrid didn't, go to school after he's he was no longer being educated <laughs> after the age of 13 and right. did not get a training like, like they could have pulled like that there are reasons why having should be like a problem as a teacher right but like not because he's a half giant it's because he didn't get the education he needs to be a teacher um mad eye wasn't right. even the teacher last year <laughs> like he didn't he do wasn't. shit he was in a trunk for nine months that's something i'm curious about because is he when we see, like, I'm trying to think, like, when we see um, Tonks and Kingsley talk about aura work and stuff, like, he really is not back, right? I feel like, I guess he must just be in the order and just, like, know stuff, so he's always, like, he's never in the office. No, he retired before so I feel he like got, there's a scene. got. Right, right, yeah. no, I knew that, and I'm just trying to make sure that he's not, he doesn't, like, slip up. It's just like hanging out in the right. office. Like this man won't leave. <laughs> but I was mostly thinking about that because of like whatever the public perception of his whatever happened with him the year before is because like people know that he was a teacher and then wasn't anymore. But no one knows what happened. Even from Mad Eye's perspective, like they don't know he was locked in a trunk. They don't know that fake Moody like did any of the stuff that he did. So like, what do the people think happened? What do other the other parents think happened to to Moody that right, year? Right, and I think that like I, it's not clear, especially like, no because story that we so heard. early in like their first defense against the dark arts lesson, Umbridge brings it up and is like they and is like you had a professor last year who performed the unforgivable curses on you, and Dean is like, well, yeah, because he he turned out to be a Nazi, so. Mm-hmm. like i don't know what you expect and she didn't like she didn't push back on that as like a fact you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. but again i think that it's it's all really fuzzy like what the ministry narrative is around what happened at the end of the year last year yeah yeah definitely so i just don't know that like it's not clear what's like public knowledge i guess and like what Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's not totally clear yeah <clears throat> Rumors abound, of course, that Albus Dumbledore, once supreme mug- mugwump of the International Confederation of Wizards and chief warlock of the Wizengamot, is no longer up to the task of managing the prestigious school of Hogwarts. I think the appointment of the Inquisitor is the first step toward ensuring that Hogwarts has a headmaster in whom we can all repose confidence, said a ministry insider last night. Who was it? Name your source. <laughs> <laughs> I think the appointment of the Inquisitor... Oh, I read that. Um, Wizengamot elders Griselda Marchbanks and Tiberius Ogden... 
Tiberius is a great name, uh, have resigned in protest at the introduction of the post of Inquisitor to Hogwarts. Hogwarts is a school, not an outpost of Cornelius Fudge's office, said Madame Marchbanks. She's the MVP. Uh, <laughs> this is a further disgusting attempt to discredit Albus Dumbledore. For a full account of Madame Marchbanks' alleged links to subversive goblin groups, turn to page it's 17. It's subtle. Got a smear campaign on her already. already. Like, they had it ready, typed up, researched. They, had it, they yes. had it on deck just in case. Well, also, on page 17, so you gotta turn the page for more... And it's going to be a whole article on how this poor woman, they besmirching her name. This sounds familiar, BT dubs. Happy you know what I all, think they did? I'm just saying, it just it just sounds real familiar. Yeah. Oh, maybe they didn't do that. <laughs> it reminds, because now it's reminding me of the Quibbler and Fudge being a goblin crusher. Maybe they're not wrong. <laughs> maybe they just took that whole article and right? just pasted it and find and, find and replace mm-hmm. her name. <laughs> Then boom. I think that's what happened. Um, yep. Oh, and then Portia asked, just like you um, earlier, like, did Rita write this? Um, and she didn't, but, like, they said, like, earlier, now it's been There's months. There's no byline? We well, don't know? Well, we know because she starts all of her articles with, this thing happens, writes Rita Skeeter, oh, reporter, yeah. like, every time. Right. So we definitely know, because yeah. she would definitely want you to know that she wrote that's it. That's true. Also, Hermione did give her a that's year, true. like, she has a year where she can't write yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, but she is not locked in a jar for a year, yeah, Well, she, yeah, she's just, she's just bla- being blackmailed again, for a year. There's a difference. Just to once again be have clarity, because I, too, once upon a time, thought that Rita Skeeter was in a jar for a year. <laughs> Hermione lets her free in London, and then she's just, like, put on notice. Yeah. Basically. So she just can't write for a year, but she can... Like, I don't know, get another job. Live her life. Do what she needs to do. Um, and also live her life as a person and right, not a beetle. as well, <laughs> and not in a jar. Um, but the other thing is that, um, and they mentioned it back when there was the whole info dump about all the things that were happening in the wizarding world that Harry wasn't reading in the Daily Prophet. Um, they were saying that, like, she mm-hmm. kind of paved the way for the Daily Prophet to do this, right? So, like, all of her stuff was the right. foundation for... Um, what they're doing now and kind of like what fudge kind of has been kind of leaning on them to do right and also the stuff on page 17 is the kind of stuff that hermione was telling harry that he should have been reading but reading through the lines of it but he was just not he needs he needs media literacy training um so that he would know that like the first page is not the only place that you can find relevant information and so that he would know how to parse the uh articles on pages 2 3 and 17 to know uh how they can uh, how they affect his life but he doesn't have any media training because Hogwarts doesn't have any uh basic nope. training this is and this no, is no, from no, no, a journalist just so you all are aware so <laughs> facts on facts uh, yeah yeah sure <laughs> sure yeah okay so hermione finished reading and looked across the table um now we know how we ended up with umbridge fudge passed this educational decree and forced her on us and now she's given her the power to inspect other teachers um i can't believe this it's outrageous so both Harry and Hermione are, like, pissed and are, like, you know, rightfully so. Um, Ron, however, starts to grin. What? They said, staring at him. Oh, I can't wait to see McGonagall inspected, she said. Or he said happily. Umbridge won't know what's <laughs> hit her. 
Which is like, it's really petty, and I, mean, I love he it. He ain't lying. It's really good. He ain't lying. He, I kinda, like, I appreciate Ron in these kind of moments, right? Because he's able to find the bright spot. He's like, wow, yeah, this really sucks, but when you get her in the same room as Nick G, oh, it's not going to end well for her, and I am really, you know, hoping he's to be... Like, can, he's like, can I have a first, first row exactly. ticket to this you show? You just sit right in the front row. Thank you. Especially because he's, like, second to youngest, so, like, he's used to, like, having a first row seat to, like, mad family fights. Like, I'm pretty sure he's just, like, ready for the drama. Like, Ron lives for the drama he, on the yep. low. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on the low, but <laughs> he definitely lives for the drama. Yes. Um. So, they go to their next class, Um. and they don't have... So, they're, they go to the next class, they're like, we should get there in case Umbridge is there, you know, to inspect. But no, she doesn't inspect Professor Benz, another teacher who should have been on that list before of incompetent and extent- eccentric... <laughs> eccentric decision. Dumbledore has also let a ghost teach a and class. And he's boring as fuck and doesn't actually teach them anything. Maybe he should, you know, retire. Which is probably something he should have did before he died, but whatever. Um, yes. It is likely he needed to retire before he died. Yeah. Um, man. So then, after History of Magic, they go to potions. Again, this is like the worst Monday schedule of all time, just so we all remember what this is. And they get their Moonstone essays back, and Harry gets a D, which is scrawled in the upper corner, which, so, on the one hand, like, it's, you know, it's a problem. Also, he didn't have enough time to do a good job, which I think we should just, like, kind of remember. Right. Is last week, he was, you right. know, doing a full-time... his hand sliced yeah. open. It was a full-time job, a full-time night job, getting his hand sliced open, <laughs> is what he was doing. <laughs> I can't believe it was for seven. 40 I, like, hours a week. Four hours, maybe. But seven, seven hours? Seven hours. That is literally a full-time job. a full-time job. job. Like, he should be getting benefits. And, like, <laughs> he needs to get paid. And health insurance for the bleeding. Something. He needs health insurance for the bleeding. It's a problem. I also oh like Lord. that, like, so he gets a D, right? And... We don't know their grading system at this point, but a D is bad in our, like, system as well. Right. And I don't know what, how British people in general grade. Yeah, neither grade, do I. But, but I know that, like... In America, D mm-hmm, is bad. And, like, when I read it as a kid, I was like, oh, that does not seem good. Could have meant delightful, I guess, but it not from Snape. It's interesting that we don't know what the system is by now. Right. So, like, Snape says, I've awarded you the grades you would have received if you had presented this work in your OWL. Um, and this should give you a realistic idea of what to expect in your examination, which, you know, is like a, is a good way to grade students. But I'm curious why they didn't start right. doing that from the beginning so that they would get acclimated to that grading system. Um, I mean, I guess it makes sense, though, because vaguely we would have like tests in like high school, like AP classes, and they would be graded out of whatever. Oh, right. Like um, the one, two, three Like there would thing. be special tests that would be graded out of. That's true. Yeah, they would do, be doing it from like. It yeah, it's one through five. five. I just got lazy. I said one, <laughs> two, three, and then I like fell off because I was. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said oh, one, no, two, no, no, three, no. and I Is was like, did five? you only get threes? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess it's like that, but it sucks that it's Malfoy's, I mean, it's, uh, Snape's class. You have to learn that lesson in. Yeah. Um. But it definitely makes sense, and, like, it's sort of like, look at you, Snape, following, like, a good teacher rule book for this one 
singular I mean, you moment. Know, I think Snape has a lesson plan, like he does, right? Like, so again, we're talking about like <laughs> at the very basic least, yes. kind of you know stepping stones to being a teacher, just like basic requirements. He definitely has a lesson plan, and I think he has like an idea of how where he wants to take his students. His issues <coughs> lie in the fact that he doesn't know how to talk to these kids. He doesn't actually really want to teach them. A raging and bully. He's a, He'd be he's a, a bully, teacher. you know what I mean? Like, he's not really, like, he's not interested in these children. He actively hates right. at least half of them. Half well, no. He doesn't actively hate half of them. I think he's mostly disinterested and he actively hates, like, at least four of them. Maybe a five. A quarter. He doesn't like Gryffindors. Yeah, but I don't know that, like, he. He doesn't bully all of the Gryffindors, like spe- you know what I mean, like specifically. Whereas, like he specifically bullies Neville. He specific, like he has like targets, and then like maybe a general dislike for Gryffindors, so and then like an indifference to everyone else. Yeah, I guess. And he maybe kind of sometimes likes <laughs> right. the Slytherins. Like I don't really think he likes anyone. Yeah, he favors the Slytherins. Yeah, that's true. But like, yeah. So his issue is not, yeah. Like, he has a plan. He just doesn't care and doesn't like anyone, so... If he weren't a raging bully, be a great but, teacher. Like, or if he just handed he those, probably, like, those plans off really to someone else. You know? Like, here, I wrote this entire curriculum for mm-hmm. you, and you can use that. Like, he would be so great at that, right, curriculum building, and then you pass it off to someone else, and you don't have to... Sure. Like, he wouldn't have to teach it. Yeah. Totally. Just get mm-hmm. him away from students. Um, Portia says that Snape treats the students like they're his peers um, with the pettiness and favoritism and abuses his power mm. to do so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then your lessons don't come across yeah. and then people get D's. I mean, also including the like detention and stuff. So it's not the only reason. Um, <laughs> just another terrible teacher. Um, so he says the general standard of this homework is a, was abysmal. Most of you would have failed had this been your examination. I mean, well, it's a good thing it's September. And they have nine months to study and learn things. It's literally what happens at the beginning of the year. Your students are going to fail the test because they haven't learned anything and they don't know how to take Mm -hmm. the test. Like, they didn't even know that this was the grading system for the test. So, for the assignment or whatever. So, yeah, they're going to fail. You you put out the assignment for them to fail, kind of. Right, and now they learn. And now next time. And then you teach them what they need to learn from failing that lesson and then go forward. But instead, you're like, well, you all suck, so I don't know what I'm going to do with you. As opposed to, okay, so now that you know that this is how, what our standards are for this year, this is how we can move forward. But no. Snape I feel like he did, so this is, this reminds me of, like, like, the verbal abuse aside, so, like, he calls people dunces if they get d's you know what i'm saying he says he's gonna hand out attentions to the dunces who get d's or whatever but like do you did you ever get like the um the talk from your teacher where they're like wow so y'all have not been doing well and then they give you like they make a graph this shit used to traumatize me as a kid so they would like make a a graph like a bar graph or whatever and they'd be like this is the number of students who got A's and this is the students who got B's, C's, D's, F's. And then it would like, but they would only show you when it was like two people got A's and like 
a couple people got B's and then mostly people got like D's and F's. And then they're just like, this is really terrible. And you know, they didn't call anyone idiots. They're just like, y'all should do better. And that shit would literally give me anxiety right. because I'm a perfectionist. So I'd be like, oh shit, there's only two people. That means I maybe didn't get an A. And then I usually got an it's, A it's because terrible. that's just how I did. But it would really stress me out. And they would be calling okay, out the whole brag. pack in front of everybody. Like it was just not a good look. But it wasn't verbally abusive. That's so I mean, it happened to me in like at different schools no. at different times in different grades like I don't yeah no No. I think they taught us like how to do graphs um in like fourth grade with our spelling tests and I only remember because I did again humble brag did really well on my spelling (laughs) test so it was just like 97 98 100 100 97 98 so but I assume for other students whose grades were poorer than that in their spelling test their graphs looked a little more abysmal so I think for them it was it was bad but yeah no these were like in chemistry class i remember in chemistry class he was oh, like no. so this is from oh, no. the powerpoint Ooh. y'all need to get better i would definitely have been in the d better. section in the chemistry Ooh, class it was in the chemistry class that is what i got in chemistry it was in another i got a d in too. chemistry i would fail potions it was chemistry and it was like because it's just chemistry. not english social studies maybe but totally. like different schools different subjects different teachers like different grade like it was all different and it was the same tactic and i'm like what is this it was the worst it was the worst it must be your school yeah amani says that he got the you should be disappointed your class needs to be better than this speech um and says that his seventh grade teacher threw out everybody's tests one time because he was disgusted damn <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's terrible. I would have cried. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I would have I would have definitely cried. Um, alright, let's move on. Um so Harry realizes that Hermione is being nosy and is like kinda trying to look sideways at sideways at his test to see what he got. Um so he slips it into his bag. Um, and then he's determined not to give Snape an excuse to fail him this lesson. So he reads and rereads each line before doing, um, before, you know, doing his potion, um, which then and yet, ends up being. And yet he does not recognize no. the, 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 the handwriting of the Half-Blood Prince. Like it doesn't even seem familiar at all. Not at all. <laughs> Just doesn't seem familiar. Like you spent at least one lesson out of the six years that you had him as your teacher, you spent at least one lesson reading and rereading mm-hmm. his handwriting. And like, I understand writing on paper is different than writing on a chalkboard. But also, he is magically writing on this chalkboard. Snape is not actually physically handwriting. I mean, that, and it could also just be like on, vaguely on familiar too, right? Like, it doesn't have to be like, you know, because right, even like they, a teenager, been... how they write and the mm-hmm. way, like, as you grow up, your handwriting can change and right. whatever, but like, it would still be similar. Like, if I were to look at my handwriting from, I don't know, when I was, let's say 12, it's not exactly the same. Also, because I made... I made some deliberate right. changes to my handwriting because I'm a perfectionist exactly. and a weirdo. But <laughs> they still look very similar, right? Like, you know, like the just right. the strokes of it, like the shapes are very similar. So it would be at least a little bit familiar, right. I would think. Yeah, and like I feel like things that 
I mean, I guess it's mostly lists of instructions, but so was the Half-Blood Princess stuff. Like, this is how you do this, left turn, hook, do the wand this way in order to make mm-hmm. this spell work. So I don't, I don't know, I just feel like there should have been... But Harry ain't no Ravenclaw, so why am I That's even saying very this? very true. Um, Well, it wasn't as bad as last week, was it, said Hermione. Um, So she just spends their whole time walking from potions to lunch trying to probe at them to see, like, what grade they got. Um, She goes, obviously, I would have been thrilled if I'd gotten an O. Um, And then Ron says that he got a P. And Fred turns up with George and Lee and he says, well, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing wrong with a good, healthy P. But does said Hermione, doesn't P stand for poor? Yeah, said Lee Jordan. Still better than Why D. Why is she acting deliberately up to? You said what? She knows that that's not what they mean. That, but also they probably do crude. mean it literally and Come in the on, other fam. way. Like, like they do. No, they 100% mean it in the other way. They definitely do. But I also think they just mean like, you know, sometimes you do a poor job. It's fine. It's how you grow. Like, I think it's both. <laughs> um, so P stands for poor, and Lee says that it's better than D, which stands for dreadful. So, t- um, and, you know, Harry, of course, starts feeling self-conscious. And um, so top grade is O for outstanding, and then there's E for exceeds expectations. Um, George thinks that he and Fred should have gotten an E in everything because they exceeded expectations just by turning up for exams. <laughs> Whew, the bar is low. Um, and then after this year, I mean, considering what happens this year, it's facts. They do not show up for true. their newts. It's very true. Maybe that was the first hint. They're like, mm, "There's so y'all know, you lucky we show up." <laughs> so maybe they just got acceptables in their newts because they didn't show up. Maybe that's what it was. Um, so yeah, so A after that is acceptable, which is the last pass grade, and then they get then you get P for poor, D for dreadful, and then T. Um, T asked Hermione, looking appalled, even lower than a D. What on earth could, does that stand for? Troll said George promptly. Um, Harry laughed, but he wasn't sure whether or not George was joking. He imagined trying to conceal from Hermione that he had received T's and all his OWLs, and immediately resolved to work harder from now on. Um, also, in parentheses, like, sure, and don't get sure, detention, Jan. like, because otherwise you ain't gonna have no time. Right. Right, he would have gotten at least a P if he had hadn't had detention. Yeah, at least probably would have done as much as Ron. Um, at least. And then uh, also the fact that because I'm pretty sure T is like legit, the fact that they have a grade that's just called troll yeah. is kind of like <laughs> speciesist. Like, <laughs> no, I mean yes, yes, I guess so. That's true. But I was just going to say, like... Because, I mean, trolls are sentient. They are sentient. <laughs> they are, indeed. But it also just, like, adds to, like, the weird, just... Eccentricism of Hogwarts and, like, the how, why that would be a grade. It's weird. Anyway, um, Fred asks if they had an inspected y- lesson yet. Um, and George said they had one in Charms which was didn't go that bad. Umbridge just lurked in the corner making notes at a, on a clipboard. Um, you know what Flitwick's like. He treated her like a guest, didn't seem to bother him at all. She didn't say much, asked Alicia a couple of questions um, about what the classes were normally like, and Alicia told her that they were really good, and that was it. I can't see old Flitwick getting marked down, said George. He usually gets everyone through their exams all right. Um, 
so yeah i mean like flitwick is so chill and like you know once things start to escalate then he kind of like (laughs) starts to get really petty and like kind of underhanded but generally like he's a competent teacher he's been there for like a billion years he um is more neutral in like the you know what i mean like i don't well not neutral like i think that he's definitely on dumbledore's side but he's not like a no member of the order of the phoenix he's not like you know waving around the dumbledore flag he's like i'm a i'm a teacher here um i respect dumbledore i'm gonna teach these kids charms because that's what i'm here to do like i think he yeah what was i gonna say but yeah he flies under the radar basically and she he is so chill that's what i was gonna say he is so chill that there's nothing that she could do to really get under his skin and that is boring to her like it's just not mm-hmm. of interest to her. Like she knows that if she walks into Snape's classroom, she can get under under him because of her presence. Like she knows that he just doesn't want anyone like in his classroom messing up his stuff. And then he knows she knows that McGonagall doesn't like her and doesn't like what she's trying to do. So she knows exactly how to like prick at her to make her lose her cool, which takes a long time. But Umbridge spends the whole entire year just she's just like um throwing like sprays of water on a baby mm-hmm. cat which is what mcgonagall is where it's like cats are so chill until you piss them off and then they're just like Aah! and that's what happens with right. mcgonagall basically so like umbridge knows which teachers she can um irritate and then flitwick i don't think she figured out what way to like rattle him so she's just like okay mm-hmm. fine whatever and so she just like pretends to do the job and then she's just like ha 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 exactly one. I mean you know she thinks it's gonna go one way but it goes another way um Portia asks why Umbridge chose to observe so many classes in Harry's cohort if she visited Charms in, with the twins class um so we'll get there in a second but also I would just say one because Harry's there and so you know she people are like weirdly obsessed with him and she you know any opportunity it's a show of intimidation also because you know plot Mm -hmm. and like we're reading it through his point of view so i think it just (laughs) makes more sense most of the time i think she also might have done more than one like i wouldn't imagine that she wouldn't have like right to see like different levels of to um mm -hmm, and yeah and how they are with different kinds of students like i mean she doesn't ever show up in harry's charms class so she's seen Flitwick with the Gryffindors, and so maybe she watched Snape with the Slytherins, and because I don't think we see her with yeah, him we either. Do. Or you know, we see them. whatever. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I forgot. It's the, so the um, obviously, gift, I think she just gift, cho- chooses. Gift. It's both. It is both. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think she just knows to choose. She one is obsessed with Harry and wants him to see her taking down Dumbledore like that's mm-hmm. the entire point is to like have this boy who is lying and who is on like Dumbledore's like right hand boy to see that she is taking down his like mentor and um destroying all of the things that he said that Harry thinks are true and he's she's just trying to pick them down one by one so um that's yeah why because she's the worst and also <laughs> um so they have Trelawney next, um, and then Umbridge because again, you know, worst Monday ever. Um, and George reminds Harry is, to keep oh, his man. temper with Umbridge because Angelina will do her nut if she if he misses any more Quidditch practices. Um, 
But Harry doesn't have to wait until Defense gets the Dark Arts to see Umbridge because she is in Trelawney's class. Um, so she says, good afternoon, mm. Professor Trelawney. You received my note, I trust, giving the time and date of your expe- of your inspection. Um, Trelawney nods curtly, looking disgruntled, and then turns her back on Umbridge um, to, you know, start her lesson. So she says, well, we, sh- we shall be continuing our study of prophetic dreams today to fi- divide into pairs and interpret each other's latest nighttime visions with an aid, sorry, with the aid of the Oracle. Um... So, you know, Harry and Ron are, of course, bullshitting their way all the way through this lesson because that's what they do in this class. Um, Think of a dream quicks, he told Ron, (laughs) in case the old toad comes our way. I did it last time, Ron protested. It's your turn. You tell me one. Oh, I don't know, said Harry. Let's say I dreamed I was drowning Snape in my cauldron. Yeah, that'll do. Um, Ron chortled as he opened up uh, the dream oracle. If they did have a Hogwarts guidance counselor, it'd be like, I'm sorry, we need to send Harry to the guidance counselor to discuss how much he wants to drown right. his teachers. Or just like, you know, why a, that would even be a thing that he thinks about. It's a bit of a red flag. Maybe we should. In his file, it should be a mm-hmm. bit of a red flag. And we need to, yes, as well, investigate why um, he feels this way about such teacher. Um, maybe inspect him with a less biased uh uh, instigate mm-hmm. inquisitor and figure out that you know the boy is being bullied by his teacher and that's why he wants to drown him but either way it sounds like a, yep. a red flag maybe I would think so okay we've got <laughs> to add your age to the date you have the dream the number of letters in the subject would that be drowning or cauldron or snape uh, says Ron demonstrating that there <laughs> needs to be a grammar class at Hogwarts um, it doesn't matter <laughs> pick any of them said harry um what night did you have the dream again i don't know last night whatever you like he said trying to listen to what umbridge was saying to professor trelawney because you know being nosy is more important than his education uh i I mean mean, it's it's not a it's not a great class i know but also you're there at least try to learn something even though it's bullshit i would be I would be Harry in this situation trying to figure out what they were talking about. I mean, you know. But I also would have had better answers for, like, <laughs> making up stuff. Um, now, said Umbridge, you've been in this post how long exactly? Nearly 16 years. Um, which I just want to... Aha! And it's a really long time to, like, be telling kids that they're going to die. Also. <laughs> just... I would think that that <laughs> tactic would get old after a while. Every single year... She tells at least one student from her third year class. She tells at least one 13-year-old student. And Harry. That they are going to die. (laughs) And she probably starts other classes Mm -hmm. the same way. Like her fifth, sixth, seventh years as well. But she really just... (laughs) She just really starts off telling every 13-year-old she meets. Hi. One of you Mm -hmm. is gonna die. It's, It's kind of like... It's a problem. <sighs> um, quite a period, said Professor but. Umbridge. Um, it was Professor Dumbledore who appointed you? That's right, said Trelawney. Um, and you are the great-great-granddaughter. Oh, I think that's also part of it. I think that's also part of it is that... Um, I don't know how long Flitwick has been there, but Dumbledore might not have appointed True. him. And so she's going after the ones that Dumbledore specifically put into their positions, which definitely includes Snape, and based on the timeline, likely includes um, McGonagall. Um, I don't. Well, 
just from like a long time ago. I don't think Dumbledore hired just like, her. Well, that's true. But right. she worked closely right. with him when she got department. to Hogwarts. So yeah. like, they, I mean, they're very close, and that's kind of like not but a possible. secret or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And you are the great great granddaughter of the celebrated seer Cassandra Trelawney. Yes, said Professor Trelawney. But I think, correct me if I'm mistaken, that you were the first in your family since Cassandra to be possessed of, of the second sight. These things often skip uh, three generations, said Professor Trelawney. Professor Umbridge's <laughs> toad-like smile widened. Like, But, girl. like, she doesn't think she and, has it. Because she, I mean... I mean... I'm sorry. I, I don't, still don't... I, like, I'm sure Trelawney has had two visions that she doesn't remember and that she can't replicate... Like, I, like, for the most part, she's a fraud. Sure, she saw these two things. Great. But also... Right, but I don't think... Like, that's the thing is that I don't think she knows them. So, like, is whatever she's uh, hawking here, this, like, whatever skill it is, is that what she is saying to be her second sight? Yeah, I mean, because she doesn't know that she's doing, like, having those visions. So everything else about right, her persona exactly. and, like, is, is fraudulent. And it's hella funny to me too because so like it's the third sight. It's it's funny to me too because Umbridge is terrible, right? So she's clearly clearly trying to be intimidating and like pushing and like being invasive, but also she can smell the bullshit. Like she's like, no, this is not true. Like, Three generations—that's some random ass number that prophetic. you just made up right now because that's how many generations are between you and your great grandmother. But then also like Cassandra is like world famous like she's the celebrated seer so like her recollection like her whatever the records are of what her visions were are clearly different than Trelawney just being like you might die like there's no way that Cassandra the the, the esteemed Cassandra's visions in the history books are like she was just walking around telling right. people they were gonna die that their bunnies were gonna die <laughs> one would leave us forever so like everybody knows that like there's a record of of what it looks like when it's real. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So, uh, Portia says, giving Trelawney the benefit of the doubt, what if the sight weakened over time or was ignored by her forebears? I mean, that's, I think that, like, that would be tight, actually. I think it would be really interesting to, like, learn more about, like, her history just generally. Um, but also, if she doesn't know that or acknowledge that, she's still making shit up. Like, like her personally, right? Like her abilities aside, she's just making right. stuff up. Right. Um, and then she gets to get away with it because the whole point of Cassandra is that no one believed right. her. So it's just like, oh, well, this is just my lot in life. This the is just eye. the curse of being a Trelawney. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, well, no, but you're making it up. No, it's the truth. Just you choose not to believe. No, you are making it up. Yeah. Like, we know, we know that you're just making it up. Um, so. Of course, said uh, Umbridge. Well, if you could just predict something for me, then. Um, she looked up. <laughs> In general, that is just it's not, not how, how it works. works. But she knows that. And she also knows that Trelawney's bullshit. Like, they're both on some bullshit right now. Um, and it's <laughs> both kind of at the entertaining same time. in a way that's kind of fun. Like, that's weird, right? But, yeah. Because, like, on the one hand, it's like, nah, fam, that's like, not how Harry's- that works. And on the other hand, it's like, yeah, Trelawney, predict something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's why Harry is like, he he's- can't focus because he's like... I already like, hate I don't these know. two women. <laughs> if only Snape was there, and be like, and you right. <laughs> make a potion. That is not how this works. And like, just have them all turn yeah. on each other. 
it's 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 like it's kind of hilarious Harry and Ron, Harry and Ron were not the only people watching and listening sneakily behind their books now. Most of the class was, were staring transfixed as Trela- as, at Trelawney as she drew herself up to her full height, her beads and bangles clinking. The inner eye does not see upon command, she said in scandalized tones. I see, said Umbridge softly, making yet another note on her clipboard. I, but, but, wait! <laughs> said Trelawney suddenly in an attempt at her usual ethereal voice, though the mystical effect was ruined by the way it was shaking with anger. I I, I do think I see something. Something that concerns you. Why, I said something, something dark, some grave peril. Professor Trelawney pointed a shaking finger at Professor Umbridge, who continued to smile blandly at her eyebrows raised. I'm afraid... I'm afraid that you are in grave danger, Professor Trelawney finished dramatically. There was a pause. Umbridge surveyed Trelawney. Right. Well, if that's really the best you can do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She's so terrible that her shade is, like, it's, it's like, it's good. It's like, if that is the best you can do. Like, you told me I'm in danger? I'm just going to go back this way. (laughs) <laughs> that right. was so cute. Like, and then, but it's, but it's also funny how Trelawney is always making it up, and yet is still right mm-hmm. because Homegirl is about to get like assaulted by some centaur. That's true. It's very true. Or even if like so, she, like she could have maybe interpreted it as like you're in danger from Dumbledore's weapon as well. Um, but I mean, you know, right. I think. But she knows she's making it up, so she right. knows she's not in danger. Like, she and, like, saying you're case. in danger is always, like, like it's it's Trelawney's go-to in part because, like, saying you're in danger and saying somebody's gonna die um, is, is, like, it's real. you can be really vague about it. You don't have to say when, you don't have to say where, right. you don't have to say how, right? And also, like, pretty much everyone is gonna be in danger at some point. Everyone's gonna die. That's definitely happening. Especially like, in the magical especially world. Especially in the magical world. Like, I'm in danger. Shit, I turned the corner yeah. and Peeves is dropping the head of Paracelsus on me, so, I mean, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, right. like, I just, it's really easy to just say that shit and then it's like, okay, fine. But it's also, sure. And it's also easy because you can be like, oh, it didn't happen. The inner eye is always cloudy. Things change. Nothing right. is set in stone. Like, it's, it's just, you can just make up anything because anything mm-hmm. can happen. Um, so, um, Harry and Ron look at each other. They both knew that Professor Trelawney was an old fraud, but on the other hand, they loathed Umbridge so much that they felt very much on Trelawney's side. Um, which, again, it's like, Trelawney shouldn't be teaching, but she also shouldn't be subjected to Umbridge, right? Like, she just shouldn't be there in the first place, but it's Umbridge a, really a, isn't the best person to, like, judge her, like, teaching skills, if that makes sense. The enemy of True. my enemy is my friend. True. <laughs> um, so Trelawney swoops down on Harry and Ron. Well, let me see the start you've made on your dream diary. Um, by the time she had interpreted Harry's dreams on top of at the top of her voice, all of which, even the ones that involved eating porridge, apparently foretold a gruesome and early death, <laughs> he was feeling very much less sympathetic toward her. Um, all the while, Umbridge stood a few feet away, making notes on her clipboard, which I wonder if she got, like, extra points for telling Harry that he was going to die. <laughs> I feel like, probably. 
<laughs> she right? was just like, oh, you're like, eating like, cards. Well, this clearly means, clearly, this, like, I don't know what to tell you, fam. Like, you just, you're going to die soon. You can't be eating porridge in your dreams. You know? Might be food poisoning. You have to figure that one out. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were on your broom? Yeah. You know? You can crash on brooms. You're, you're going to die. It's unfortunate. <laughs> um, so then they get to Defense Against the Dark Arts, where Umbridge is humming and smiling to herself, which is sounds terrifying and like not like a thing that I would ever want to um, witness. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah. Harry and Ron kind of debrief Hermione on what happened in um, Divination before class starts. Um, and then when it does start, Umbridge instructs them to put their wands away and to read chapter two, um, common defensive theories and their derivation. Uh, there will be no need to talk as usual. There will be no need to talk. Um, and then Harry wonders dully whether there were enough chapters in the book to keep them reading through all this year's lessons. Um, and it was on the point of checking the context contents when he noticed that Hermione had her hand up in the air again. Um, Umbridge noticed too, and instead of ignoring her, goes up to her and tries to like, you know, talk one-on-one, whisper, just so that she can still try to maintain control of the, of the um, classroom. So she bends down and whispers, what is it this time, Miss Granger? I've already read chapter two, said Hermione. Well then, proceed to chapter three. I've read that too. I've read the whole book. Because Hermione Granger is the best. <laughs> doesn't come like did not she come to play, so umbridge last time was like oh are you a um expert in defense in like defensive magical theory you did you take that course and hermione <laughs> and was like, like well i'm gonna do right, the closest bang. thing i can and do the access you know use what access i do have i'm gonna just read this whole book now what um and so then umbridge blinks uh but recovers her poise almost instantly and says, well, then you should be able to tell me what Slinkard says about counter jinxes in chapter 15. He says that counter jinxes are improperly named, said Hermione promptly. He says counter jinx. She has a photographic right, memory. Exactly. So you, it's you should have said like, she might have well said like on page 394. Kind of and she would have been like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so he exactly. says counter jinx is just a name people give their jinxes when they want to make them sound more acceptable. Um, Umbridge raised her eyebrows and Harry knew that she was impressed against her will because how can you not be impressed by Hermione Jean Granger? Great line. You know? Um, But I disagree, Hermione continued, because again, she does not have tact and in her showing, she's like, "Um, this is why I raised my hand. It wasn't to tell you that I read the whole book. It was to tell you I disagreed. (laughs) So, um, you disagree. No, it was to tell, to like, just like upstage her mm-hmm. at every turn. So it's like, oh, and what do you have for me next? Like, she just, Hermione has already sensed what Umbridge came here to do and what the book is for. And so she's just like ready to turn anything that the book presents against Umbridge. So whatever example was going to be, it didn't have to be this one. It could have been any other example in the book. And she would have been like, and this is why I think you're wrong because we should be actually performing magic in this classroom. So anything that Umbridge came out her with, she would have been like, and this is why that's stupid. And this, and another thing, (laughs) this is why that is dumb. Exactly. (laughs) Like like, wrong, wrong, false. Wrong. Um, You disagree. Yes, I do. Said Hermione. Um, who was not whispering, <laughs> speaking in a clear, carrying voice that had attracted the rest of the class's attention. 
Uh, Mr. Slinkard doesn't like jinxes, does he? But I think they can be very useful when they're used defensively. Oh, you do, do you? said Umbridge. Well, I'm afraid that it is Mr. Slinkard's opinion and not yours that matters within this classroom, Miss Granger. But, Hermione began, that is enough. Miss Granger, I'm going to take five points from Gryffindor House. Um, what for? said Harry angrily. Don't you go getting involved, Hermione whispered urgently at him. For disrupting my class with pointless interruptions, I'm here to teach you using a ministry-approved method that does not include inviting students to give their opinion on the matter of which they understand very little. Your previous teachers in this subject may have allowed you more license, but as none of them, with the possible exception of Professor Quirrell, who did at least appear to have restricted himself to age-appropriate subjects, would have passed a ministry inspection. Yeah, Quirrell was a great teacher, said Harry loudly. There was just a minor drawback of him having Lord Voldemort sticking out of the back of his head. So I have like a couple of things. Harry has no Harry chill. Potter. But before Sass Master Harry's back. <laughs> um, but before that, one um so like she like makes it very Andy's clear, right? That like so I feel like in and you know, I also went to a Montessori school, so I'm gonna just be like real transparent about this, right? But like just kind of I grew up with the like being taught that within classrooms like yes the teacher is you know they're the expert and they're the ones that are teaching and they have like some form of like there is like kind of a hierarchy but there's still like an acknowledgement that like the students can teach teachers things and that like discussion is important in learning um i also went to school Mm -hmm. in berkeley Mm -hmm. i just you know that's not to say that this doesn't happen in other schools i'm just also (laughs) being clear that like went to a montessori and i was in a hippie ass school um but like that's really important (laughs) you know what i mean and so like she's being very clear that she's like no this isn't about um learning in that way it's really about me telling you what's important and you like taking that in and shutting up and not necessarily learning but just like being quiet um and like children are to be seen exactly and she's very like explicit about that she's she's kind of undercover with other things um but she's mm-hmm. but with that she's very like overt. overt with it and she's like no this is what the point is um and so like you're gonna be punished for not following that as opposed to like what Hermione's doing while she's like clearly trying to sh- upstage Umbridge right like she's very clearly trying to like push at her um but that kind of discussion could actually be fruitful and actually help with their OWLs but that's not why they're there right so exactly yeah yeah um the other thing is well one umbridge then after that outburst gives harry another week's detention um so my other thing was it's interesting to me that harry gets attention off top and hermione doesn't and i think part of it is probably because harry mentions voldemort again right versus just like talking about things that are like within the class because he brings up stuff like oh yeah but Voldemort was in the back of his head she's like oh no we're shutting that down right like I can take I can take points away for you like disrespecting me in class but if you're just gonna be like spouting all of this propaganda I put in quotes um then like you can't we're not about to have that basically right yeah but also, Harry just needs to. Um, push. He doesn't. He don't know what that is. So by the next morning, Harry's hand was bleeding again. 
He did not complain during the evening's detention. He was determined not to give umbrage the satisfaction. Over and over again, he wrote, I must not tell lies, and not a sound escaped from his lips, though the cut deepened with every letter. The worst part of this second week's worth of detention was, just as George predicted, Angelina's reaction. She cornered him just as he arrived at the Gryffindor table at breakfast on Tuesday and shouted so loudly that Professor McGonagall came sweeping down upon the pair of them from the staff table. Miss Johnson, how dare you make a racket in the Great Hall? Five points from Gryffindor. But Professor, he's gone and landed himself in detention again. What's this, Potter? Detention? From whom? Professor Umbridge, he said, not meeting Professor McGonagall's beady, square-framed eyes. Are you telling me that after the warning I gave you last Monday, you lost your temper in Professor Umbridge's class again? Again, fam. Again. I'm sorry. Did I not explicitly tell you that you needed to be careful with this woman? Did I not sit you down in my office and tell you to be careful? And you want to go and flaunt and falute? And just all around disobey my kind suggestion that I did not have to impart. I'm saying wasting my time, wasting my biscuits. Oh, is that what happened? Just, (laughs) and you're not even gonna listen. And then he says yes, and she's just like, well, then another five (laughs) points from Gryffindor because I told you, I told you to watch yourself. They just lost 15 points from Gryffindor just because Harry was talking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just because Harry was talking. I'm already being punished by her. Why do you have to take points as well? Because detentions do not appear to have any effect on you whatsoever. Not another word of complaint, Potter. And as for you, Miss Johnson, you must confine your shouting matches to the Quidditch pitch in in future or risk losing the team captaincy. Which is a little like... It's a little... Like, calm much. Down like you know you was you know you was shouting when you that's true but you know she was that. a student 50 years ago so <laughs> we gonna chill on that <laughs> <laughs> exactly you're right you're right she's taking points off gryffindor because i'm having my hand sliced open every mo- night she doesn't i'm sorry does she, she know doesn't that? know that harry nope did you tell her Mm-mm. did you tell her if she don't know that you cannot complain you're about right. how but anyway how is that fair? How? I know, mate. She's bang out of order. Ron says sympathetically, tipping bacon on Harry's plate because he's like, you know what'll make you feel better? Some bacon. <laughs> bacon. Which, facts. Bacon is life. Bacon is life. Um, Hermione, however, merely rustled the pages of the Daily Prophet and said nothing. You think McGonagall's right, don't you? Harry said angrily to the picture of Cornelius Fudge Fudge, obscuring Hermione's face. I wish she hadn't taken points from you, but I think she's right to warn you not to lose your temper with Umbridge. <laughs> said Hermione's voice while Fred Fudge gesticulated forcefully from the front page, clearly giving um, some kind really of Really quickly, I just, this is like a really <laughs> small thing, but just that like kind of weird conflation between Fudge and, Her- Fudge and Hermione um, in that moment is kind of brilliant. And I'd never noticed it before until reading it this time, but like, in the moment that Hermione is kind of like not on Harry's side and like she's right right like she's totally right that he should have just kept his mouth shut and that Hermione's not wrong but like it's it's a weird thing because you know she's literally reading this paper but like Fudge is the reason for all of Harry's problems Fudge is like someone who is often discounting him and like you know going against him 
Um, so it's like kind of a reminder, but then also with Hermione like not being on his side totally, it kind of like conflates the two in a way, and it's it kind of like plays into him yep. and like his, and, you know what I mean? Like it's not the it's not the book saying mm-hmm. that Hermione and Fudge are on the same side in this moment. It's them saying that like Harry is having this thing in his brain that's like making him feel defensive and angry at her because of other things that are going on with Fudge, and it's weird and it's conflated and it's just it's. Yeah. Good writing. Yeah. It's good writing. And it's like a wall that she's yep. like put up in front of her these... on purpose, knowing that like he's gonna like not be able to like really look at her because Fudge is right there on the cover. It's just, it just, like, I can't it just stand makes me, both of you it right just now. makes me mad as like, I just aspire to this. I'm just, <laughs> just a little upset, but it's, it's okay. I'll get as over a future it. future writer that like, I just wanna you get, know? you know. Just, these are lessons. These are lessons it's that true. we need to learn as people in writing. Books. Um, just you know to be subtle mm-hmm. and things like that. So Harry, being petty that he is, uh, did not speak to Hermione all through charms. And when they went to Transfiguration, he forgot his anger. <laughs> Professor Umbridge and her clipboard were sitting in a corner, and the sight of her drove the memory of breakfast. It right is out time. Of his mind. <laughs> Excellent, Ron said. <laughs> Excellent, Ron said, putting his fingertips together. Doing the Birdman hand run. Ron as they sat down in their which usual Which I hate seats. so much, but it also makes me laugh. <laughs> let's see, let's see Umbridge get what she deserves. Professor McGonagall marched into the room without giving the slightest indication that she knew Professor Umbridge was there. That'll do, says she said, and the class fi- sel- fell silent. Mister Finnegan, kindly come here and hand back the homework. Miss Brown, please take this box of mice. Don't be silly, girl. They won't hurt you. And hand one to each student. And then, said Professor Umbridge, employing the same silly little cough she had used to interrupt Dumbledore on the first night of term. Professor McGonagall ignored her. Seamus handed back Harry's essay. Harry took it back without looking at him and saw to his relief that he'd received an A. Right then, everyone listen closely. Dean Thomas, if you do that to that mouse again, Dean, I will bro, put you in what detention. What you doing, fam? <laughs> I, I want to know out. what he's doing to the mouse. <laughs> Most of you have now successfully vanished your snails, and even those who were left with a certain amount of shell had the gist of the spell. Today we shall... <clears throat> yes, McGonagall said, turning around, her eyebrows so close together, they seem to be forming one long, severe line. I was just wondering, Professor, whether you'd received my note telling you the date and time of your... Obviously, I received it, or I would have asked you what you were doing in my classroom, said McGonagall, turning her back firmly on Professor Umbridge. (laughs) Many of the students exchanged looks of glee. As I was saying, today we shall be practicing the altogether more difficult vanishment of mice. Now, the vanishing spell... (coughs) I wonder how you expect to gain any idea of my usual teaching methods if you continue mm. to interrupt me. You see, I do not usually permit people to talk. Well, can I'm I get talking. an amen? Professor Umbridge looked because... as <laughs> Professor Umbridge looked as though she had been slapped in the face. She did not speak, but straightened the parchment on her clipboard and began scribbling furiously, looking supremely unconcerned. <laughs> she is unbothered. Whew. McGonagall addressed the class once more. As I was saying, 
the vanishing spell becomes more difficult with the complexity of the animal to be vanished. The snail, as an invertebrate, does not prevent as much of a challenge. The mouse, as a mammal, however, offers a much greater one. This is ha- not, however, therefore, magic you can accomplish with your mind on your dinner. So you will know the incantation. Let me see how you so can do. Can what we, you can do. Um, just and point out <laughs> later? Can we point out real quick that, like, in addition to just you know, mm-hmm. eviscerating Umbridge. Um, she's actually teaching a really interesting lesson <laughs> with right. Shame. Like I just learned a whole yes. lot about the vanishing spell. <laughs> just and about how like magical right theory exactly. Works, where it's like the more complicated the object, the harder it is to do it, like transfigure or charm or whatever. Like it just makes all of their classes make sense. And I feel like this is the kind of thing they should be learning first and second year, like some sort of like magical theory class mm-hmm. where it says this right here because then it might have made all of their other classes much easier because they would have understood that like oh this is why this is not working because i am not it's too hard of an object like i don't i don't know maybe they just learn it subconsciously like maybe it's just like a thing you just learn throughout yeah and like and maybe they just and maybe because they like you know start with things that are much easier and then kind of like build on it then that's like kind of how they learn i mean and you kind of just get it yeah yeah, you just understand, like, oh, obviously I'm not going to be able to do this because I'm clearly just working with uh, little puffins today. Like, obviously I can't do what a seventh year is doing with this right. giant cat. Exactly. Or whatever. Um, so Harry's like, how's she going to be mad at me for losing my temper with Umbridge when you see mm-hmm. her over there? But he was obviously uh, pleased because uh, his anger with McGonagall had evaporated. Umbridge didn't follow McGonagall around the class as she'd followed Professor Trelawney, uh, you know, because she knew McGonagall wouldn't allow it. She did, however, take more, many more notes while she sat in her corner. <laughs> when Professor McGonagall finally told them to pack away, Rose with a grin, grim expression on her face. Well, it's a start, said Ron, holding up a long, wriggling mouse and tail and dropping it back into the box. Lavender was passing around. As they filed out of the classroom, Harry saw Professor Umbridge approach the teacher's desk. Uh, desk. He nudged Ron, who nudged Hermione in turn, and all three of them deliberately fell back to the shit since they were 11 years I old. Mean, like, they can't I stop. Would. They don't know how. Uh, yeah. Mm-mm. You can't help yourself at this point. Might as well keep going. How long have you been teaching at Hogwarts? Professor Umbridge said. 39 years this December, said Damn. Professor McGonagall brusquely. That's since 1956. Why she need a bag? You live in the building. She's been here since 1956 teaching. Huh? It's a long ass time. Dang. I got the years wrong on my own. I mean, I could also have gotten the math <laughs> wrong, but. Uh, Professor Umbridge made a note. Very well, you will receive the results of your inspection in 10 days' time. For what? Like, why 10 days? Why not just tell her right now? Well, I think. Like, what's the point? I can hardly wait. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess usually. Well, I actually have no idea because I don't know about inspections, but like. I would guess that, like, she would be taking it back to someone and, like, kind of looking over it and, you know what I mean? Because I think you make initial notes and then you mm-hmm. make a decision based on that, but, like... Right. Who really knows what her... <laughs> I think just to make him sweat. Yeah, that's what I think for her. But McGonagall, again, is unbothered. I can hardly wait, she said it with a cold and different voice, and she strolls toward the door. Hurry up, you three, she said, swimming around her, her, Harry and Hermione before her. Uh, Harry could not help giving her a faint smile, and he could have sworn he received one in return, but he's unaware because it's just terrifying. 
Um, he had thought the next time he would see Umbridge would be in his detention that evening, but he was wrong because he's just mm-hmm. following her schedule. Yeah. I mean, Harry's schedule. When they walked down to the lawn toward the forest of care- for care of magical creatures, they found her and her clipboard waiting for them beside so Professor Grubbly Blake. So, I'm also curious about this because, not- like, doesn't she mm-hmm. have other classes to teach as well? She only like, had one on her docket that time? day. She only had no, Harry's that was class the day on before. her docket that day. Between having... This is a new day, and, like, oh, she's yeah, been yeah. in... This is Tuesday. This is Tuesday. They had what? This was... All of Harry's classes. I think they had charms earlier, potentially, and maybe they skipped charms because, um... He's, she was in yeah. charms before. Maybe she had yeah, a they had charms and then, and then had two empty periods. Now just, like, back to back to back, but where are your... What about your other students? I guess that's why she's squeezing them in so that she can get her classes done. I don't know. I just, I mean, I also don't really know her schedule. Or she like gave the Slytherins a free period because she doesn't care about them. Seems off. Yeah. Um. So, you do not usually take this class, do you? Harry heard her ask as they arrived at the trestle table where the group of captive bro truckles were scrabbling around like for wood lice, like so many living Mm -hmm. twigs. Quite correct. I'm a substitute teacher standing in for Professor Hagrid, which we shouldn't have mentioned that name. Harry exchanged uneasy looks with Ron and Hermione. Malfoy, on the other hand, was whispering with Crabbe and Goyle. He would surely love this opportunity to tell tales on Hagrid to a member of the ministry as a future... What is his title? Oh, um, a member of the uh, Inquisitorial Squad? uh, Yes, the, the head boy of the Inquisitorial Squad or whatever. Hmm... I wonder. The headmaster seems strangely reluctant to give me any information on the matter. Can you tell? Why would the teacher? Why would the substitute know? Just why? Can you tell me what's causing Professor Hagrid's very extended leave of absence? Malfoy looked up eagerly, watching the two. Afraid I can't. Grubbly Prince said breezily, because she minds her own business. Don't know anything more about it than you do got an hour from Dumbledore would I like a couple weeks teaching work accepted that's about as much as I know well I, I get yeah started I just yes she minds her business do. she's not getting caught up she in the politics and in the whatever she's here to teach the kids and then she's going home when Hagrid she's gets like, back she's like I'm literally just here it's, to teach yeah, can I do that it's so great like she just is great um Portia asks why is Grubbly Plank a sub why doesn't she teach defense against the dark arts um, maybe she's aware of the curse, which is true. That might not be her um, skill. Also, yeah, it might not be in her skill set. <laughs> it might not be also, her Also, like, strength. maybe she, like, does other things. But also, I think that's probably... She's like, look, I Yeah, I mean, also, maybe she doesn't want to be it. Maybe be she doesn't want to be, like, the teacher. Like, maybe, and we don't know this, like, this could... Because in my head, like, Dumbledore went straight to Hagrid and was like, can you be the care magical creatures, uh professor or whatever but maybe he asked professor grubbly plank and grubbly plank was like nah i got this like world tour i'm doing you know kind of like how newt scamander did i got this book i'm writing <laughs> so i gotta like travel around the world and like look at all these you know like that's she true. maybe has another job that's like kind of right. requires her to be like freelancing yeah. or something or like contracting um so yeah. it's potential it's possible yeah. she doesn't even really need this job she just kind of like does it to get extra money whenever she's asked As yeah a side gig mm-hmm yeah, it's like, look, it's fine. I got two weeks off. I could come and sub for Hagrid for a couple. Oh, mm-hmm. you want me to do another couple weeks? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, can I get back to my job that I have to do? 
can you do another couple weeks? Fine, right. Fine. And then finally, Hagrid's back. Thank the That's Lord. That's what I'm Yeah, I and I'm like, go. I think that we're, like, <laughs> sometimes we just assume that she needs the well, shot, and she probably doesn't. She's probably like chilling. Um, also. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea that she's, like, traveling around the world, like, studying right. magical creatures or something. Like, she could be in some Maybe club, she, like, you know. teaches at all the magical schools or something, She could be related to something, the black right? Maybe girl. She like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna do a little stand at Wagadu for a little bit, and then I'm gonna head over to, uh, over morning, yeah. and, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe she's just chilling. Probably not, she but, I mean, no one will. Um, <laughs> but she's, she could be related to whoever the black girl is that Newt Scamander's son marries in order for his son, his grandson, to be <laughs> I'm just never gonna let the word Swarthy go. Just never gonna let it go. Never gonna let it go. Just somehow we get from the very pale, the very pale, whatever his name is. I forgot. I've literally forgotten his name right now. To a Swarthy grandson, and I just want to know how we get Swarthy is such a tonage. So you know, grubbly plate. Grubby Plank could be, you know, some reason for that. And they're just all hanging out. Like, they're all in this whole, you know, travel in the world, magical creatures, you know, lifestyle club. They ran into each other. Yeah, I, I mean, just have questions. Swarthy is, like, one and of those Grubbly words Plank, my own that reminds so she me tell of, me. like, when white people use tall, dark, and handsome and what they really mean when they <laughs> use that. And somehow they mean white people. And you'd be like, still, mm, how? That used to trip me up as a kid all the time. I was still. like, but how is he? But he's... But okay, like I've met tall and dark. Like, like that's like, not it. Okay, I mean, all right, cool, whatever. All right, I'm gonna just assume that's what you mean now, because I, how would I know? But yeah, it also reminds me of like I don't know. It just seems real. Um, that's probably what it means. But still, she yeah, because Swarthy is word. real. Like, um, to, it's really vague assume. and really. It feels like a euphemism. Yes. And I think that was on purpose because that's what she... It's like, ooh, look, mm-hmm. he can be anything. So if they cast him as white, they can't... She can't say nothing. Like, oh, well, I always meant for it to be ambiguous. And if they cast white, it's just like, well, it's just a euphemism. Like, mm-hmm. she just... It just goes either way. Great. Wow. Wonderful. Um, like, I love you, Joe, but you just have so many failings <laughs> when it comes yep. to people of color. Basically. Um, so Umbridge uh, takes a different tack in this class, wandering among, uh, wandering among the students and questioning them on magical creatures. Most of them were able to answer well, and Harry's spirits lifted somewhat. At least the class was not letting Hagrid down. Overall, said Professor Umbridge, returning to Grubbly Plank after a lengthy interrogation of Dean, um, how, w- how do you, as a temporary staff member, um, a, an objective outsider, I suppose, how do you find Hogwarts? Do you feel that you receive enough support from the school management? Oh yeah, Dumbledore is excellent, said Professor Grubbly Plank. No, I'm very happy with the way things are run. Very happy indeed. I like that she's honest, and I also like that she like doesn't try to hedge her um, opinion, right? Like she, I'm sure, like she has to know what's going on with Umbridge and Dumbledore um, in the ministry, oh, yeah. but she also like she doesn't done. care and she's here she's getting her work done she feels like she's supported that's how she feels so she's just gonna say it um, she's getting her check yeah so I, I appreciate cool. that um umbridge looks politely incredulous makes a tiny note on her clipboard and goes on <laughs> um and what are you planning to cover with this class this year assuming of course that professor Hagrid, hmm, that professor hagrid does not return 
Oh, I'll take them through the creatures that most often come up in OWL, said Professor Grubbly Plank. Not much left to do. They've studied unicorns and nifflers, um, which is thanks to Haggard. I just want to point out. Um, I thought we'd cover Porlocks and Neasles, make yep. sure they recognize Krups and Gnarls, you know. Well, you seem to know what you're doing at any rate, said Professor Umbridge, making a, a very obvious oh. tick on her clipboard. What? Like, oof, just the shade. And like, again, you can, but like, she's not wrong, right? Like, we can see that Grubbly Plank is very competent. Yes. But also, it's like you were saying, where it's like, we know that Hagrid has his issues, but he also has right. covered like half the material. Like he's he's he, on his if way. If anything, to he's better. overdoing it, right? Like he's not not <laughs> teaching them. He's just also like he's yes, teaching them absolutely. things like unicorns and nifflers, things that, that will be on their OWL. Um, he's also teaching them about illegally crossbred um, <laughs> creatures that he created in his backyard, <laughs> and so it's just yeah. it's mm-hmm. a he yeah. shouldn't be there. But, and then undercompensating mm-hmm. and like doing flubber worms. He's, so like he's, he's just struggling there to find a balance. And you know, it's third year now, so I think, you know, he's getting into his groove as a teacher. He's had some uh Dumbledore's taking him aside maybe, at least one maybe. just once. Like I The blasted his screws ended up working out because it was, was a Triwizard tournament year. And he was like, nah, go ahead, Hacker, we could use that at some point. With this dangerous ass tournament. <laughs> so so McGonagall has taken him aside at least once, like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. And then, you know, Grop comes along and he's just like, I don't have time to be breeding illegal animals, so let mm-hmm. me just follow And then the also, I do want to point out that Grubbly Plank um, put in Portia, place. Portia says that um, Umbridge is saying this, but she's never even met Hagrid, and she's basing this on her giant prejudice um, and rumors. Which is, again, like... Yep. Me saying that she's not yeah. wrong is not necessarily saying that she's right for the right reasons right like she's saying this because he's a half giant and not because like he's actually an incompetent mm-hmm. teacher so um so then she turns to goyle and says now i hear there have been injuries in this class goyle gives a stupid grin and malfoy hastens to answer the question because of course he can't even answer the question the he poor just, boy can't even answer the question like she turned to him and malfoy's like Look, I cannot let him open his mouth because mm-hmm. he can't really put his sentence mm-hmm. together. So let me um, this. That was me, he said. I was flashed by a hippogriff. A hippogriff, said Umbridge, now scribbling frantically. Only because he was stu- too stupid to listen to what Hagrid told him to do, said Harry. Harry. Angrily. Harry. It, Harry. He just Harry. has to learn. Harry He's, James Potter. Harry McGonagall told you to sit your behind down and keep your mouth shut. Then you didn't listen and got your hand sli- sliced open. And then you got into class and had detention again to get your hand sliced open again. And McGonagall's like, okay, but you didn't listen to me, so I'm going to take five points away. And now you still... Just don't say words around Dolores Umbridge. Standing up, putting your mouth open. When McGonagall clearly told you... Just shut. To shut it. Up. Um, and Portia says that she knew to ask the Slytherins, which... She did. She did talk to like Dean and oh, them before, but like, it is a very deliberate thing. Like, she knows yeah, which and, questions and, to ask. and it's mm-hmm. just kind of like Rita, right? Where like Rita went specifically to the people who knew who she knew would be like antagonistic toward Harry, um, or who would like more, mm-hmm. like who would better align with like the story that she wanted to tell. So that's Umbridge is doing the same thing and using the same tactics. Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
another, so yeah, so Harry lands himself another nice detention, um, and then Umbridge tells Grubbly Plank that she'll receive the results of her inspection in 10 days, um, and then leaves. So it was nearly midnight again when Harry left Umbridge's office, um, his hand bleeding so severely that it was staining the scarf he had wrapped around it. He expected the common room to be empty, but Ron and Hermione had sat up waiting for him. Here, says Hermione, pushing a small, bo- a small bowl of yellow liquid toward him. Soak your hand in that. It's a solution of strained and pickled lap tentacles. It should help. Um, so Harry places the bleeding, aching hand into the bowl and experienced a wonderful feeling of relief. Um, Crookshanks curled around his legs, purring loudly, and then leapt into his lap and settled down. Thanks, he said. I still reckon you should complain about this, said Ron. No, said Harry flatly. McGonagall wouldn't go nuts if she knew. Yeah, she probably would. And how long do you reckon it'll take Umbridge to pass another decree saying anyone who complains about the High Inquisitor gets sacked immediately? Um, which is, that's not wrong. That's, that's a legit reason not to tell McGonagall. That's not wrong. Not gonna lie. Still tell that's Dumbledore, though. Like, I, right, true. Who? You right. You right. In Harry's mind, he's like, her. who? I don't know her. To? He, he had... He, he ghosted. He done ghosted. So he's just like, what number am I supposed to use for this man? He ain't heard. I ain't heard from him. I've been sending him out. I ain't heard not. I mean, back. or like tell. I don't know. I just tell Remus. Remus will tell Dumbledore. Remus will be like, you know right. what this old. Sir, you can't tell Sirius. Can't yeah, tell Sirius. Right, exactly. He just show up. You have to be strategic about these things. <laughs> Serious, all of a sudden knocking right. on her door, and got that's a nice brandishing across the like damn castle. Like you gotta, you gotta <laughs> let serious. It sounds literally like an exaggeration. What he did. But no, I was yeah, I was going from did. historical facts. But that's the <laughs> that's the sucky thing though about the lack of Remus in the ser- in the series in terms of how Harry could have used the two of them differently and for different reasons it's like he should know who he can turn to for which kind of problem he has and it's just like look i need i need some stuff to like blow up i need to contact sirius but oh i need more subtle approach let me contact remus and then you just know they're gonna tell the other person anyway but like we don't get that kind of like interplay and it would have been such a good subtle way to like show like the the parenting without overdoing it just right like without overdoing it but like have him still be there and like have his name in a couple know, of pages i don't know how like, how you <coughs> gave me sometimes all these i think they forget he exists but i have him now so <coughs> i didn't do it on purpose <laughs> you can't help yourself it's okay i wasn't even purposely thinking i know of i know you weren't i just have I just have all of the Remus Lupin feels all of the time, and I just have all the feels all the time. But but, but no, but like I don't even I'm, they're not even sad feelings, yes, I've right? Met like, me, at least Robin. For me, like they're not sad. They're just like what could have been, and like now I need a fanfic of Harry like talking to his parents, to Remus and and Sirius, and like you know what happened to me, and then Sirius is like, yeah, okay, cool, we gonna handle that, and Sirius and Sirius is like, oh, we're just gonna go ahead and knock this door down and kill this rat you know like i just <laughs> and remus is like let's calm down here 
Let's yep. have a breather. At least we get one. We Let's, do get like uh, one conversation. At least we get one conversation with the two of them, and it's exactly. I just. I love him so much. Um, okay. She's an awful woman, said Hermione. Awful. You know, I was about to say to Ron when you came in, or I was just saying to Ron when you came in, we've got to do something about her. I suggested poison, said Ron, which seems extreme, but I am kind of <laughs> with has him. Chill. You know, I think that might be the correct line of action. He's a, he's a man of strategy. And he knows how to, you know, do things under the radar. He's just, like, thinking really practically right now. Like, the easiest way to get rid of this woman is to just poison her because it's the least traceable. Mm -hmm. Like, you just never know where it comes from. It could be an accidental magical potion. Like, it doesn't have to be on purpose. Like, he's just really just thinking You know what I'm saying? Like, best match of of chess, of wizard's chess that Hogwarts has ever seen. He's using it right here. Maybe we should listen to him for once. Um, no, I mean... (laughs) Something about what a dreadful teacher she is and how we're not going to learn any defense from her at all, said Hermione. Well, what can we do about that, said Ron. It's too late, isn't it? She's got the job. She's here to stay. Fudge will make sure of that. Well, said Hermione. You know, I was thinking today, she shot a a nervous look at Harry. Um, I was thinking that maybe the time's come that we should just, just do it ourselves. Do what ourselves? Well... Learn defense against the dark arts ourselves, said Hermione. Come off it, said Ron. You want us to do extra work? You realize Harry and I are behind on homework again and it's only the (laughs) second week? Um, So, extra work, Ron. Or like, you know, learning how to not die. Also, why haven't you got, why are you behind on your homework? You haven't had attention until midnight. What are you doing? No. You had a couple of Quidditch lessons and a couple of practices on your own. Like, about it. come on. Oh, Amani, time out. Going back to the poison thing. Amani says, just give her a nice bottle of mead. Say it came from the minister. Or, or Slughorn, <laughs> you know? Yep. Awkward. Um, yeah. Also really awkward because then it ends up getting Very used slughorn. on Ron. So, spoilers. Um, uh, but this is much more important than homework, said Hermione. Spoiler, um, which is her, this is... This is the this reason is why she's a Gryffindor and not a Ravenclaw. And right. it's kind of funny because, Absolutely. like, um, it's more important to homework, right? Like, she still is doing this because she wants to learn things, right? And she wants to, like, better prepare herself for the real world. Yes. Um, yeah, this is just... And I also think, like, in the next chapter, I believe, which is when they kind of try to form the, uh, the DA, um, it's it's interesting to see her like play against other actual Ravenclaws because then you can see those differences in like why she was sorted into Gryffindor. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just another example of Hermione Granger saving the day because without Dumbledore's army, the entire rest of the book series, like nothing, Yep. everybody dies. Yep. So here is Hermione Granger coming up with the, the idea that determines the fates of 90% of the rest of the students in Hogwarts because even the members, even the students that aren't in the DA probably at some point pick up some stuff from people who are in the DA because they just have to be in the same house. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. the ripple effect is evident and it's just, we need to point out that Hermione Granger is the MVP for coming up with the Dumbledore's army right here now. Um, I didn't think there was anything in the universe more important than homework, said Ron. (laughs) don't be silly of course there is said Hermione 
Um, and Harry saw with an ominous feeling that her face was suddenly alight with the kind of fervor that SPEW usually inspired in her, um, which I'm going to come back to in a second because it's going to be brought up again. Um, it's about preparing ourselves, like Harry said in Umbridge's first lesson, for what's waiting out there. It's about making sure that we can really defend ourselves. If we don't learn anything for a whole year, we can't do much by ourselves, said Ron. I mean, all right, we can go and look up jinxes in the library and practice them, I suppose. No, I agree. We've gone past the stage that we can just learn things out of books. We need a teacher, a proper one, who can show us how to use spells and correct us if we're wrong. If you're talking about Lupin, which I do really love that that's his first thought. It just warms true. my heart. He does come up um, here. No. Least. Yeah. At least he comes no, up No, no, I'm not talking about Lupin. He's too busy with the order. And anyway, the most we could see him is during Hogsmeade weekends, and that's not nearly often enough. Who then? Isn't it obvious? I'm talking about you, Harry. Um, there was a moment's silence. About me what? I'm talking about you teaching to us defense against the dark arts. Harry stared at her. Then he turned to Ron, ready to exchange. Right, she like, said. I'm sorry, what said, she well, said Wait now? a minute. I'm not teaching no classes. Um, the exasperated looks they... Uh, <laughs> ready to exchange the exasperated looks they sometimes shared when Hermione elaborated on far-fetched schemes like SPEW. Um, so now I'm... <laughs> came up really quickly um so one far-fetched schemes like spew makes it seem like she's been doing this all the time and she always has some like harebrained scheme and like this year it's <laughs> harriet being a teacher That's which true. is not true. not true um also spew is like a social justice organization right it's not just like we're gonna it's not a money-making team it's not like we're in a sitcom and hermione's out here dropping the head of paracelsus on people <laughs> waiting around the corner lurking like that's not the case right, right? like, like it's not some comical plot it's like an actual important like thing and again it's just the narrative and like the author not actually taking this seriously so right because there are there are probably ways to to show that harry and ron don't get spew without calling it a far-fetched scheme like there's just got to be a way. Like she, he could have. The, the text could have just said, "Ready to exchange the exasperated the looks they sometimes share when her Hermione talked about when they thought, like or they even just, just like when she talked about talk anything, about it being a right? Like she, when she talked about homework, like something that's right. not as serious. Right. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but like adding far fetched to it and having it be in the narrator's omniscient, well, not omniscient, but like first person and Harry, but like. It's still more objective than, like, mm -hmm. a character saying it. It's still, like, there's a level of, like, it's one level removed from that. So it's sort of like, yeah, that's so far-fetched, <laughs> so far-fetched, when really, like, the characters think that, and the narr narrator is coming from Harry's point of view, but it's not first person, so it's not like um, he mm -hmm. is specifically saying that. It's just a narrator above him saying that. So it's kind of lends credence to the idea that it is a far-fetched idea when it is, as you said, a social justice organization. Never See, and, the, and even I never put it in those terms, and now it's just like, dang, Spew is a it social is. justice organization! It is. Good lord. Okay, so, to Harry's consternation, however, Ron did not look exasperated. He was frowning slightly, apparently thinking. Then he said, that's an idea. What's an idea? You, teaching us to do it. But Harry was grinning now, sure the pair of them were pulling his leg. But I'm not a teacher, I can't. 
Harry, you're the best in the year at Defense Against the Dark Arts. Me? No, I'm not. You've beaten me in every test. Actually, I haven't, said Hermione coolly. You beat me in our third year, the only year we both sat at the test and had a teacher who actually knew the subject. Um, that well, and also, like, the, the fact that Harry brought... I know, like, she says it coolly also because she's annoyed, right? Because, like, that not only is bringing up she's, a moment where she was, like, beat in class, which I don't think she cares about as much, but it was a moment where she, like, failed in her... Well, no, it's the moment when she had to face her Bogart and that's where she, like, had to face her fear and couldn't conquer right. that. So there are just other layers to that than just not, like, being the best in the class. Right. Um, how do you, how do you mean? Right. Um, oh, no, sorry, she says, but I'm not talking about test results, Harry. What, look at what you've done. How do you mean? You know what? I'm not sure I want someone this stupid teaching me, said Ron to Hermione. <laughs> it is. Which is perfect. Let's, because it's the great way to get Harry exactly. to like rethink like, his um, objections. It's like, well, dang, homie, <laughs> shut up. I can't do it. He says, let's think. Uh, first year, you saved the stone from you know let's who. Let's recap the you first what? four books for us. Yeah, let's recap. Let's do the it. First it's happened at least right two now. other times in this book so far. Yeah, it's fifteen great. chapters. It's in. like the best kind of uh, like know. summary of things. And I think it happens at least yeah. two other times it's too. Like, I already put you um, in this. I dropped you in here. Oh wait, now let me go mm-hmm. over some of the other things that have happened. But exactly. you should have been reading this um, book already. First year, you saved the stone from you know who. But that was luck, said Harry. That wasn't skill. Second year, Ron interrupted. You killed the basilisk and destroyed Riddle. Yeah, but if Fox hadn't turned up, I... Third year, said Ron, louder still. Although I do want to shout out him, shout at giving Fox his due. Because that really was Fox saving the day. Like, Harry was just True. there, to be honest. He killed the Horcrux. Yeah. He really was. He ain't have a working wand. He ain't have nothing. He ain't Give have me nothing. my wand, Tom. Man. Um... <laughs> Third year, said Ron. You fought off about a hundred Dementors at once. You know that was a fluke. If the time turner hadn't, last year, Ron said, almost shouting now, keep in mind that this is midnight and everyone else is trying to go to sleep. Um, You fought off you-know-who again. Listen to me, said Ron. Sorry, sorry. Said Hangry. Harry. Said Hangry. Said Harry, almost angrily, um, because Ron and Hermione were both smirking now. Just listen to me, all right? It sounds great when you say it like that, but all that stuff was luck. I didn't know what I was doing half the time. I didn't plan any of it. I just did whatever I could think of, and I nearly always had help. Um, he wasn't even sure why he was feeling so angry. Don't just sit there grinning like you don't like you know better than I do. I was there, wasn't I? I know it went on, all right, and I didn't get okay. And half so were the time they. they were there, also there. It's true. Um, and I didn't get through any of that because I was brilliant at defense against the dark arts. I got through it because. Because help came at the right time, or because I guessed right, but I just blundered through it all. I didn't have a clue what was what I was doing. Stop laughing. Um, and the bowl of Mertlap <laughs> essence fell to the floor and smashed. He became aware that he was on his feet. Um, Crookshank streaked away from the sofa. Ron and Hermione's smiles had vanished. Um, this is Ooh, all yeah. caps Harry, 100%. Just, like, the definition. Like, this is the scene where you're just like, all caps Harry needs to calm down. He he blew up, to be honest. Like, all those times Harry was yelling and ordered the phoenix. This is Right, this and is like, and this is a moment ones. where he's not like, Shut up, Harry, wrong, up. right? Um, like, everything they're saying is correct, correct. everything he's saying is correct. Um, and then, like... It just depends. Like, it's about both things. Like, that's the point, is that he 
knows how to uh, like use his instincts and that's what they're seeing in him it's just like you know what to do more than anybody else because you've been through so many situations mm-hmm. and you can tell us what happens and what to do and how to access those instincts and he's like but it was luck and it's like okay but in any other situation it could you we could be just as lucky but we need to know how to exactly maneuver those situations um and so harry's still <clears throat> yelling um you don't know what it's like you neither of you you've never had to face him have you you think it's just memorizing a bunch of spells and throwing at him like you're in a class or something the whole time you know there's nothing between you and dying except your own your own brain or guts or whatever like you can think straight when you're when you know you're about a second from being murdered or tortured or watching your friends die they've never taught us that in their classes that's what what it's like to deal with things like that um, and you sit there acting like I'm a clever little boy to be standing here alive, like Diggory was stupid, like he messed up. You just don't get it, um, that it could have easily been me. It would have been if Voldemort had needed me. He's That's freaking traumatized, yo. He needs a, he needs a counselor. He, he needs a therapist. And was like, it's just, it's... This poor boy. It's still a teenager, and it's just like, okay, but, like, I've had multiple times where I've been tortured and almost died and had my friends die. And you call me the feelings bench manager. I get it, true, from (laughs) Joe herself. You didn't say you were the founder. You're just the manager. (sighs) But, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. It's all of what he's been feeling this entire time, and it's it's like... Right, like on the one hand, you have people who are discounting him and are acting like he didn't do what he's saying he did. And then on the other hand, there are people who are like idolizing that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I just need you to know that it happened so we can move on and like stop Voldemort. But also I need you to acknowledge that like this isn't some glamorous, amazing thing. And that's kind of the whole point of both, for both sides of the Harry-Voldemort dynamic is that Harry is just like, I mean, people keep calling him the chosen one, the chosen one, the chosen one. He's like, I'm just a kid. Like, I am just lucky. I'm just getting through it. And then on the reverse side, it is the same way with Voldemort. It was like, he is just a man. Mm-hmm. He is just Tom Riddle. Like, is these are just right. two dudes fighting. And, like, one dude is just crazy and kind of, like, f- stalking a teenager <laughs> because he thinks it's going to get mm-hmm. him more power if he kills the kid. But, like, they're both just people. And it's just like you trying to find the balance of not in Voldemort's case, not undercutting or thinking he doesn't exist, but also not thinking that he is, you can't even say his name. He's so powerful. Like trying to figure out the balance of those two, of those two things uh, on both sides, which I just thought of. And it's just like really cool. Skulls writing, these writing skills. Um, We weren't saying anything like that, mate, said Ron, looking aghast. Um, we weren't having a go at Diggory. We didn't... You've got the wrong end of the... He looked helplessly at Hermione, whose face was stricken. She's like, I don't it's even like, know. I what do I even say? What am I, what am um, I supposed to... Right. And, I, then, and then this is, like, also a reminder right of their now. kids, too, right? Like, they want to support him, but also don't really have the tools yeah. to do that either. Um, Harry, Hermione said timidly, don't you see yeah. this... This is exactly why we need you. We need to know what it's really like facing him. Facing v- Voldemort. Um, it was the first time she had ever said Voldemort's name, and it was this more than anything else Look at that you, calmed Hermione. Harry. Shout out to Hermione for going against her programming. Her, her like, her, it's not even her instinct or anything. It's just like her inclination. Because as you guys have said in the podcast before, like 
what do Muggleborns have to fear from this name, especially because he wasn't around when they got there? So, like, all Muggleborns are just saying, you know who, just to blend and in. And it's just like, like, it's just what people say. And I'm pretty sure there are at least five Muggleborns who don't know Voldemort's name because right. no one's ever said it in their presence. And they're like, I'm like sorry, you who know who? I don't know who. Oh, that guy? Oh. I don't know who. I haven't known this whole time. Mm -hmm. I've just been playing along. But um, it's just weird that, like, I mean, I think it's an important moment, especially because it is the thing that gets Harry to calm down. But, like, when Ron learns to say it, then we have, then we're going somewhere because he has it ingrained from, like, birth. But Hermione has just been saying it the last, like, five years or so. And it's just like, I mean, I was just saying it because everybody else was saying it, and now he's here, and, like, mm-hmm. he's beatable. Like, my friend has literally escaped him. Like, he's just not that... Sc- he's scary, of course, but he's just, like... He's not some impossible, ghostly, like, unknown creature scary. He's just, like, scary dude exactly. scary. Um, well, think about it, said Hermione. Please. Um, Harry could not think of anything to say. He was feeling ashamed of his outburst already. Um, he nodded, hardly aware of where Good. of what he was agreeing to. Well, I'm off to bed, she said. Um, Good night. Ron got to his feet, too. Coming, he said awkwardly. Yeah, said Harry. In a minute, I'll just clear this up. Um, so he repairs the bowl, um, but there was no returning the Mertlap essence to the bowl. And I'm assuming that's just because he doesn't have, um, like, he just doesn't have that, like, ability yet. Because it would seem like you'd be able to pull that out. Because in so. the next book, when uh, when Slughorn stages his, like, murder or whatever, there's, like, dragon blood that gets, um, like, mm-hmm. that he, like, spills or whatever. And then they get it out of the carpet. So I think it's possible. I think huh. Harry just doesn't have that, like... Huh. Wait, what does she say it's, like, made out of? Maybe that's something Maybe. to it. But it's, um, like, a... Solution of strained and pickled murtlap tentacles. Strange. So it's like more tentacle. tentacle. It's like the juice. There is no getting... tentacle juice. Yeah, there's no returning them. Like yeah. So I think he just can't get it out of the carpet. Yeah, maybe he's not there yet, but yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah. Point. He was suddenly so tired that he was tempted to sink back into his armchair and sleep there, but instead he got to his feet and followed Ron upstairs. His restless night was punctuated once more by dreams of long corridors and locked doors, and he awoke the next day with his scar prickling again. Um, because, you know, if you weren't aware, there are still other things going down in this world, not just Umbridge being a terrible person. Voldemort's here. Yes, and his, uh, I feel like his um, emotional outburst connected him to Voldemort. Not that Voldemort was feeling emotional, but Harry's emotionalness kind of triggered their connection, and then he's mm-hmm. just like, dang, now I'm dreaming about it. I don't think it was necessarily the other way around. But obviously it has been at yeah. times. Um, okay. So that was the end of the chapter. Who is your MVP? Hermione, for coming up with uh, the, def- the, the DA essentially saving so many lives and being reasonable and being like Harry calm down and also for like reading the entire book and being like yo uh Umbridge I got you I read the book Um, I'm an expert now plans I know what you 
up to yep. and you ain't gonna get around me oh you're gonna take five points away <laughs> all right i'm gonna be quiet for now <laughs> i gotta come up with a new strategy <laughs> but just for um being really astute to the plans of umbridge like i think it's interesting that her entire focus on this chapter was about defense against the dark arts because like the first part was strictly against umbridge and figuring out what her plans are and then it's sort of like she spent the rest of the day really thinking hard about how to undo this and she's like mm, okay so about defense against the dark arts again harry he can do it <laughs> um so yeah that's why she is the mvp um i made mcgonagall my mvp um for just Fair. man mm-hmm. For being unbothered, unbothered, basically. For being She's unbothered. That's unbothered. really the reason. I don't know if there's any other reason. Unless I bothered um, for Yeah, soup. for not giving any fucks about anything that uh, Is this the Umbridge face had to of a say or cough. Unless I bothered for soup. like, you got something to say? Or, like, do you want me to teach? The... Or you want to just talk? <laughs> because... I'm just gonna watch the 10 Donna... Uh, uh, Red Nose Day special after this because she is just not bothered. This is not the bothered <laughs> face for Sooth. Um, I'm just gonna watch that because it's basically a student going up against a teacher in a classroom. It's perfect. It is a perfect. This is your homework, listeners. You must also watch slash rewatch because you should have watched it already. The Ten Donna Red Nose Day special because. Tenant and Tate are life. Also, hashtag Tarbis. Um, so, um, Re- <laughs> facts. Um, Rebecca made there. Professor Grubbly Plank and Hermione um, her MVP. Portia made um, Gryffindor women. Hermione, Angelina, and McGonagall um, her MVP for keeping it real and telling <laughs> Harry what he needs to know. Um, Hermi- uh, sorry, Amani made Hermione motherfucking Granger. Um, his MVP for literally putting the Wizarding World on her back and saving the day. Um, and then is giving an honorary shout out to McGonagall and Grubbly Plank for the realness. Um, Ariana made McGonagall her MVP for shutting down shenanigans from all directions, students, high inquisitors, <laughs> etc., etc. Um, yeah. Okay, so who did you bench? I mean, I you just, have I ask? have to ask because... <laughs> Is a part of the podcast, but I, you know, no, I think you can just be like, and if you don't bench <laughs> right. umbridge, let me that's, know now. If that's or the case, then can you just... <laughs> if that is the case, like Snape was barely in this chapter and didn't actually do anything, um, and nobody else who's terrible was in this chapter. Malfoy was in it for like five seconds. And he was terrible, but like Umbridge, Umbridge though. though. Umbridge though. But Umbridge though. So yeah, so Rebecca benched Umbridge, obviously. Um, Portia benched Umbridge, Umbridge forever, as well as Fudge slash the Ministry and the Daily Prophet <laughs> editor um, for abuse of power and authoritarianism um, <laughs> being practiced in what is supposed to be okay. a democracy. Maybe we're not sure. It seems like it should be. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like it's we're supposed not to sure. be. Right? It's like a prime minister and like well, who votes for the who minister vote? of magic? I well, I don't think they've Yeah, I don't think it's like a public vote for minister. It doesn't didn't sound like it last time. Like when they were talking about like them offering it to Dumbledore 
And obviously I don't think that they mean like literally just like make him minister, but like it just sounded like it was just like an insider, like a right. type situation. <laughs> just like, eh, it's some insider, insider mess. Me neither. Um, so I'm That's... not sure that they vote. I'd be surprised if they vote because I don't think the Wizarding World <laughs> they don't has have the infrastructure range. for voting booths. <laughs> To be honest, they just don't um, have the range. Amani benched Umbridge for everything, um, and Ariana benched any and everyone who has caused Harry's PTSD, including Umbridge, Voldemort, Death Eaters, the whole lot. Okay. Um, and then Portia mm-hmm. gave a shade award okay. to uh, Professor McGonagall ah. for putting Umbridge in her place, reading Harry's inability Obviously. to listen to synth and making him work it out, and for bre- being frankly unbothered. It's you know, all of these are very important reasons. All facts. Um, so many facts. All facts on facts. facts. Um, thank you for listening. Next week we will discuss chapter sixteen of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix in the Hogshead. Robin should probably be back with you know port key business will be resolved <laughs> and yeah. Um, read and follow along and let <laughs> us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at We Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team. Follow Connie at Constar24, which you probably know already because we've been talking about Connie since episode two. Yo, yo, yo. But still. <laughs> and she's been on like lots of episodes. <laughs> I think someone, one of the new listener, some new listener was just like, and I just don't understand the <laughs> Connie reference. I don't get it. Like, she just jumped into the podcast and was just like, I don't understand why Robin keeps yelling at someone named Connie. I was just like, it's fine. You will. It's you'll been a long get You'll get it this time because you'll Hello. actually meet Connie. If you are listening and are very confused, <laughs> if you are listening and are very confused, you can always hit up Robin and Bayana on all of their social media platforms, which they will be soon. She will be soon saying so that you can understand why Robin. You can yells also hit up Connie every episode because yeah. sometimes you don't start at the beginning. Sometimes you start at episode one hundred. <laughs> True. And whatever you can also hit up Connie because, so. like we said, she's been around since episode two. So that is true. And is the person who gets yelled true. at. So there's that as well. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Don't forget, you you know, all of our, our website. You can check us out at blackgirlscreate.org, Black Girls Create on Facebook, Instagram, Black Girls Create. Um, if you want to join our Slack channel, let us know. We can add you. We talk about lots and lots of nerdy things. So, you know, if you having that itch in the middle of your work day, we're where it's at. Um, so, yeah. Thanks. <laughs>